Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on a mission to empower nurses to build meaningful careers and change nursing culture along the way. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all of the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe that it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. I am frustrated and fired up, and here I am recording a podcast. So hopefully this is not all over the place. But here's the thing. We have to put ourselves first in nursing. I know that it's against the grain. I know that it's not the norm. Throughout school and in this culture in general, we are taught that nurses are selfless. Nurses sacrifice themselves for the, the good of others. We help the sick. We help people who are in their worst places. We are caregivers. Like we give so much. And so with that comes this expectation for us to put the world before ourselves. And what that does is lead to burnout. It leads to health issues. It leads to you leaving the profession altogether. But it most certainly does not enable you to be the best nurse possible, nor the best version of yourself. When we give everything that we have to the world, when we give everything, all our energy, all our joy to others, there's none left for you. We cannot pour from an empty cup. You have heard this before, but it is an extra special saying here in nursing because we dump this pitcher out. We poke holes in the sides. We leave it so it is constantly draining because our day-to-day lives are about giving everything we have to others. Our jobs are about this. It's not even just that we need to give as much as we can to our families at home or our loved ones or our friends. On top of that, we have to take care of the world. And while we wish that administration, that bigger healthcare companies in general, that the government, that someone would come to help the healthcare workers, that someone would put policies in place to protect us, we wish that someone would value us and ensure that we treat ourselves with the same care and respect that we give to our patients, while we wish that someone would do that for us. I'm here to tell you that no one's coming. I'm here to tell you that no one's going to fix this. We have to do it, unfortunately. Here's another thing to add to your plate, but this should be the number one thing. And I promise you that if you don't make that choice for yourself, that something's going to make it for you. You can keep trying to go on like you are right now. You can keep picking up the extra shifts, taking on more patients, taking on more responsibility at home, trying to build that thing for yourself outside of work, maybe taking on a hobby, driving the kids to school, preparing all the meals. You can pour it all on. But at some point, that pile is going to collapse because you can't carry all this weight. 
You can't do it all. And we shouldn't strive for that. I don't know why we're striving for this impossible scenario where we can somehow juggle everything. We look around and assume that everyone on social media has it all figured out and all put together because all we see are these picture-perfect posts where nothing's ever going wrong and they somehow seem to juggle being a nurse and a mom and a wife and a church leader and a fitness coach and a volunteer. They seem to just carry all of these different things and a student. They're also getting their degree and their PhD and now they're an MD. I don't know what they're doing, but it seems like everyone is doing it all and that they're having no issues because that is the picture perfect thing that we post. The reality is we all are human. We have our struggles. We go through seasons where we can take on more or we need to take some off our plate. We go through seasons where our focus changes. Sometimes we're focused on our business. Sometimes we're focused on building our nursing career. Sometimes we're focused, hyper-focused on our family. There are shifts. There's not one linear road and it doesn't look perfect. It is not. There are no yellow bricks. There's no one skipping down it. It's a mess. And there's no one there to guide you along that path or tell you the right way to go, or make sure that you stay hydrated while you're on your hike. No one's there to do that. That's up to you. So my question to you is, are the majority of the choices that you are making about you, and do they serve you, or are they for other people? Are you picking up the extra shift at work because you're trying to save up some money to go on a really great vacation, or Are you picking up extra at work because you feel guilty for not being there for your team? Are you going into work and asking for the raise that you deserve? Or are you waiting around hoping that someone will just give you one? How do we fill up our cup? How do we start to take steps to put ourselves first again so that we have the energy and joy to pour into others? I am not telling you to abandon your family and say F it to your friends and suddenly just be like, every choice I make is all about me and screw all of you other people. I am not telling you to make that shift. What I am telling you is that you will be amazed if you put some energy back to you, if you prioritize yourself and your own health and your own well-being, you'll be amazed at what you have to offer the world. Because what I'm guessing right now is that your plate is pretty scarce You don't have a lot to give to all the people that you love because it's all been dispersed to everyone around you and you don't even have any for yourself. So you have nothing to give. You've got a few peas on that plate. I'm telling you that if you put time and energy into you first, that plate's going to be more abundant. You'll have more to bring to work. You're going to be better with your patients. You're going to find more joy in your job and your manager's not going to fill up that plate for you. That's up to you. So let's talk. Four simple ways I'm going to give you guys today to start to value yourself. Put yourself first. These are four simple things that any of us can do. There are a million options for you, and I'm happy to talk more about these if you're struggling with this. But let's talk about four. Number one, I want you to start scheduling one self care thing this week. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you are the person who loves the bubble baths and the Pinterest worthy self-care stuff and you need a mask and like champagne and painting your toenails. If that's you, do it. I don't care. Put it on the schedule and stick to it. This is as important 
as that annual physical, as the dentist appointment, as that birthday you wouldn't miss, that call with a friend that you never miss. This is the same, on the same level. This is jury duty. No, let's call that jury duty. Otherwise, you're going to jail. Our promises to ourselves tend to be the lowest priority item. It's true for so many scenarios, and a big one for everyone is mental health. Mental health is our lowest priority in this country and just in our society. We don't even feel comfortable taking a mental health day when we are really struggling. Like We don't even feel like that is okay or acceptable. We, in our society, I so often hear people like, don't tell anyone, but I'm calling out of work because I'm taking a mental health day. And they lie about the reason why they're not going to be there because we're so ashamed to take care of ourselves, to take care of our mental health, because there's this insanely strong stigma that has existed around mental health for so long that we are ashamed to even admit that we need it, that we need support, that we need to take care of our brains. So this week, one thing for you that is in your calendar as if it were a doctor's appointment or a jury duty. Number two, I should not have to say, but do not go to work if you are sick. I I realize that money is a big driver in this and that we, we want to make money on our shifts and we can't afford to miss a shift or whatever. But honestly, this speaks to a much Deep, deeper rooted issue in our society in general that we don't get paid when we are sick, that we f- have this need to work because we can't afford to stay home even if we feel like garbage. There's something much deeper going on here. So I can't speak to that. If you are in a really, really tough financial situation, I understand the drive to go to work sick. But most of us, I think, can afford to stay home if we are really ill. You know, if you go to work and you've got some sniffles, fine. But the the fact that we feel the need to sacrifice our health and sacrifice our time to our jobs, even if we are ill in some way, physically ill, super tired, terrible headaches, can't get out of bed, keep crying because your eyes are watering so much, you're hacking up a lung, you're throwing up, The things that we will put ourselves through just to get to work are insane. So if you can, I want you guys to commit to not working if you are sick and feeling zero guilt about that choice. That's the other piece. Some of us will finally cave and we will call in sick to work, but we feel horrible about that choice. We feel like we're the worst person in the world. We feel like we're letting down our entire team. It's so difficult for us to do, to say, hey, I'm sick. I can't do this today. It's insane. But I want us to change that. I want us to change that narrative for ourselves. And this also goes for exactly what we were talking about in the first point. Don't go to work if you feel mentally shitty. If you feel like crap, if you are depressed, if you are going through some anxiety, I don't care what the reason is, extraordinarily tired, whatever it is. There is absolutely nothing wrong with taking a day off for those reasons as well. We can call them a mental health day, but really it's just a health day. It's just you don't feel good. Something's off or something hurts and so you can't work. It's simple. 
And we should stop feeling guilty about these things. Am I saying that you should call off of work every single day because you don't feel like working? No, because there would be no employees. But you should be able to take a day off without it being a big deal. It's okay for you to do that. It's also fine for you to take your paid time off and do whatever you really feel like with it. It's not up to work. The fact that they are turning down so many time off requests, I realize that we're short-staffed, but you are just continuing to crush your employees. You are just adding fuel to the burnout fire when you do things like that. But I want you guys to advocate for yourselves. Take your trips, take your time off, and I want you to feel zero guilt when you do it. Number three, say no to overtime whenever you need to. We feel so obligated when somebody texts us and we and asks, can you work? We're really short-staffed. We're really struggling today. Your teammates really need you. All these things that they throw at us that are just passive-aggressive and coercing us into working, honestly, tugging at heartstrings of the people who have some of the longest heartstrings. I don't even know if that makes any sense, but <laughs> the people who give everything they have to others, you're going to guilt them. You know it's going to work. Let's change that. If you do not want to work overtime, I want you to stop saying yes because you feel guilty. Let's get rid of the guilt. That's what valuing yourself in this profession is. Get rid of the guilt and make choices based on what you actually want for yourself. So they're gonna, they will continue to ask you to work overtime. I promise. It is not a one-time thing. It is not that this is going to get better once we hire a few more people. It's not that this is just a really bad week or a really bad day or so two people called out and now we're you know struggling, whatever. It's not your job to staff your unit. And if it is your job, you know, go do, go do schedule. Stop worrying about this. But <laughs> it's not your job to keep your unit staffed. You are not responsible for that. Because if we were, we would actually hire the help we need and be offering the things that employees are looking for. But that's besides the point. You have zero obligation to work any more than your regular hours, than your 312s, 410s, whatever it is for you. You are not obligated at all to work any more than that, what you had signed up for. Overtime is overtime. If you have, like we said, a goal that you're working on, like you want to get some kitchen renovation or a piece of equipment or whatever, you want to do something for yourself, you're going on a vacation, work the overtime because that's for you. You are deciding to do the work because you're getting something out of it. Positive outcome. I don't want you to pick up anymore when you just feel guilty about not picking up, when you feel like your fellow coworkers are suffering and you want to help them. And then you end up burnt out, tired, feeling like garbage, not slept in days, all of that crap that we put ourselves through as well. Not worth it. So stop saying yes to overtime if you do not want to work more. We need this because the more overtime we work, the less they think they need people, right? Again, much bigger issue staffing in general, but... I want you guys to advocate for yourselves in this scenario. So say no. Say no to the extra if you are feeling like crap. And then lastly, I want you to be your best advocate. So I want you to ask for what you need and have a response plan if you aren't heard. What I hear a lot in nursing is this idea that there's nothing we can do about our situation. 
I see a lot of complaining, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment about our pay, our schedule, what the doctors are doing, the policies. I, I just hear it all the time about everything that's wrong. And no one ever does anything about it. Or no one says, hey, this could be a solution. Instead, we just complain about it. If you are unhappy with the amount of money you're making, with your schedule, if you have ideas on how you could tweak it, if you're unhappy about what physicians are doing, the schedule, whatever, you have an incredible power to try to do something. Hey, maybe we can't change it right away. Maybe you asking for something isn't going to work this first time, but it's going to work at some point. And it then becomes clear who you are and what you'll put up with. If you think that you deserve a raise, if you are considering even leaving this job and trying another one because you're unhappy with how you're being paid, I want you to start saying that. The next time you have a meeting with your manager, and if you don't have one, set one up. The next time you have a meeting, I want you to express what you are looking for. And they might say, oh, well, we can't do that. It's like, well, okay, but I might look other places that will be able to do that. So I'll just, I'll let you know. Becomes clear that you are not just going to sit here and deal with it. Because the more we stay complacent, the when we aren't speaking up, when we aren't complaining, when we aren't expressing what we think we're worth or what we need, they're going to walk all over you. It's clear that you don't care enough to do anything about it. So why would it change? It's not going to. This stuff doesn't magically change. It's also not set in stone. So much has changed in nursing in the time, even since I became a nurse, that things are shifting. We clearly have power. It just takes one person to speak up and then another person feels like they can. And then suddenly you're all saying what you're unhappy about, what you need, what you think solutions could be. Suddenly everyone's talking at that point. Here's what I know. If you say nothing and all you do is complain to your coworkers, I guarantee that nothing's going to change. So yeah, you'll, yep, self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't think anything will change and you keep complaining and do nothing about it. Yeah, nothing's going to change. It's going to stay the exact same because it's clear that it doesn't matter enough to you. So why would they fix it? So I want you to think about what you're looking for in your job, what things you've been complaining about, what's bothering you, write them down. And then I want you to think of what would resolve that issue or what you're looking for. And then I want you to go to your boss and ask for these things or tell them about the issues you're having and offer the possible solutions. And then when they say, oh, there's nothing we can do, I want you to have a response. So what are you going to do? Are you just going to accept it? Are you just going to continue on rolling over this way? They are going to just keep making you stay late. They're just going to keep letting the doctors do whatever they want. There's nothing to back you up. Okay, then I'm, I'm going to find a different job. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, but it wasn't for me. Okay, you are valuable. I promise. Whatever kind of nurse you are, whatever you do, that degree is extraordinarily valuable right now. So you could change your situation. We love to say that we can't, but I promise that you can. So this week, I want you to schedule some sort of self-care, something that you enjoy doing one time this week. And you best damn stick to it. Number two, if you are sick, don't go to work. Don't do it. I want you to call in. I want you to sit on your couch and take care of yourself and not go to work. Three, say no to overtime unless it is serving you. If it's for other people, if it's because you feel guilty, no. 
I'm sorry, I'm not available. I work my scheduled hours and that is that. And lastly, ask for what you need and have a response for when you aren't heard. This one is humongous and this one goes for everything else. That all, every, all the other tips, the other three things we said, it's all about asking for what you need. So if you take nothing else from this episode, I want you to start calling your shot, realizing what's going to make it, make it better. Stop accepting it and just complaining with your friends. Venting is good, but it's not going to fix anything. So I want you to start taking action, whatever that looks like for you, even if it's just having conversation with your manager and telling her, hey, this is happening and it's making me really unhappy because I bet she wants you to stay or he wants you to stay whoever it is. They need you. You have the power, even though we don't think that we do. You do right now, especially in the culture that we're living in right at this moment. The employees are calling the shots. So call the shots. Stop just letting them play the game for you. Value yourself in a nursing world where we are undervalued, because I promise that you're worth it. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.